back once more as we turn onto the home stretch here of Borat Club. We we have just finished episode 39 or watch 39 of Borat. We only have a dozen to go, Ryan. Just a dozen more. Well, I can't believe it. We technically have 13, right? Because uh this was 39, so Yeah, 52. Yeah, because four, yeah, f- yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Unlucky okay. 13, I don't know, we've been Unlucky be 13, sure. Yeah. Oh god. I mean <laughs> Look forward to next week's episode with uh, special guest Jason Voorhees is going to be in the studio. Hell um, yes, finally, Mr. <laughs> Voorhees, I'm a huge fan. I uh, I would love to know more about you, about your mm-hmm. mask, your your style. You know, just just just. Uh, I know you're kind of the strong, silent type, but I am always open to uh, you know to an interview with the man, the myth, the legend. So that, I yeah. think that'd be a great pool. I don't know. I feel like Jason Voorhees would be a shitty uh, podcast guest for a variety of reasons. Um, <laughs> I think Freddie would be worse. I think Freddie would be worse. Freddie'd be pretty bad. I, Michael Myers, I wouldn't be a huge fan of. Mike Myers would be even worse than Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> well, the problem yeah. is that they're all always so quiet, you know. Uh, and Freddie, yeah. he, he he talks a lot, but he's kind of rude. Like, um, and yeah. he's he's just sort of a bastard. And uh, I don't think we need that kind of energy on this podcast. Uh, what about what about Chucky? How do you think Chucky would do on this show? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I feel like Chucky'd be like I don't think he's mature enough emotionally yet to to he, to be pro- watching Borat. He would probably love this movie, right? He would. Oh, he would love it. But I, I don't want to show uh, Borat to children. I feel like that's not that's not a appropriate <laughs> thing to do. I feel like Freddy, like he'd have a lot of jokes, and they'd all be really shitty. And I don't, I don't think that would be. Freddy is like the Joe Rogan of slashers, right? Like, oh, he's, yeah, he's, he he's got that vibe. <laughs> yeah, I I could see Freddy Krueger trying to sell me some kind of like brain pills or whatever Joe Rogan is doing these days. They should make another Nightmare on Elm Street, and there should be starring Joe Rogan. As... Starring, well, I was going to say, I was going to say that they they do it, and it's like kind of comedic, like the later ones. And there's a scene where um someone is watching an Alex Jones show, and like he goes into a bit about his brain pills, but then it's like Freddy as Alex Jones uh, selling Ugh. you his his Fred Krueger mind mind melter or whatever, Ugh. and um, they reach into the TV and they take one out, and then Freddy's like. Uh, expand your brain with this bitch and then his glove like comes out of their eyes or something i don't fucking know i would love to write one of those movies i don't think they're very good though <laughs> I, I think you just did write one of those movies is hell the yeah thing. um see anyone God. can do it it's so easy anyone can do it anyone can do it Ugh. off to a great start <laughs> i've just so, had i've just had slashers on the mind i apologize yeah no i i, I get it i kind of always have slashers on the mind in a lot of ways um Mm -hmm. yeah you you're you're waiting on a saw package right now aren't you like (laughs) yeah yeah i am any minute now (laughs) yeah the big the big saw package i did go to check my mailbox uh during our break and i don't think it's going to be here tonight Mm. i i've never seen uh for the folks at home i've never seen any of the saw movies they seem kind of miserable but i was obsessed with them when i was younger like um between the ages of like nine and sixteen for me, there was one that came out every year, and so I was constantly inundated with like the promotional materials for it. And I was always curious about what those movies really were. And so I think uh, for Halloween this year, 
I'm going to watch all seven of them and do like an article about it or something, and I'm not expecting to enjoy a single one of them. No, I really hate Saw. I think it's shit. It like, just seems uh, miserable. Like it I, is. I, it's miserable. I I I am all about like uh like I'll be I'll be I'll throw it all on the line here. I'm all about like torture game stories and stuff like that. But for that to work for me, it kind of has to be like a Danganronpa vibe, right? Where it's like sure. almost bordering on comedic in a way. And um, I I get the feeling that those movies take themselves way too seriously, and I don't oh, think they're going to enjoy it. Yeah, the those those movies are so. 2000s edgy that it's just <laughs> yeah you know like saw is responsible pretty much for the fucking torture porn boom and it's just i don't know like it there uh, like when i watch uh, shitty slashers or whatever or that kind of like wheelhouse of horror movies i like them to have that like campiness to them you yeah know? yeah totally and, and saw just doesn't have that i just feel like saw just makes me sad and depressed like it's just it seems so nihilistic, and like I am, um, I'm not against the idea of of gruesome violence in films, but I do think that if you're going to do it, there has to be a big emotional payoff. Um, yeah, that payoff either has to be some kind of like a catharsis. Um, for example, the dinner scene at the end of the original Chainsaw Massacre, where it's so mm-hmm. intense mm-hmm. and like so in your face, and it finally like builds and builds and builds and breaks. Or it has to be funny, like there has to be a comedy to it, like a yeah. like a sort of reanimator, dead alive, like yeah, comedy exactly. gore sort of thing. And um, exactly, yeah. There's I I don't get the impression there's any of that there. It's like oh, bed of syringes and all that kind of shit. I've seen um, I've watched a, <laughs> I've actually watched Germa play through the Saw video game, and it <laughs> sucks ass. It's so bad. It, yeah, and so if the movie's anything like that, I am probably not going to have a good time with it. But um. Hey, speaking of torture games, we watched Borat for the 39th time. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess this is like this is sort of like a thing that would happen in a Saw movie, I guess is you know, <laughs> only, only only one of us can survive and it's whoever can like last uh longer watching Borat uh and it's just all bad like the whole way through. Um but yeah, 39 viewings of Borat and I think this is kind of like a special episode in a lot of ways because for the first time in about, let's say, 35, 36 viewings, like one of us actually has a criticism of the movie to yeah. make. Yeah, um, we, got, we got right into the last stretch and you said something and I was like, holy shit, Niall, that's like an actual legitimate yeah, critique of this movie. That, yeah, that's... I mean, you know, we've waited this long, so I feel, you know, I feel like it's it's one of those things that you know, you really do need to put in the hours to 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 be able to properly critique Borat <laughs> like this. But, they should um, give us an honorary PhD for doing this. I'll be honest, we should, <laughs> they should. We, sh- we should get Borat degrees. <laughs> yeah, like. What's like a shitty university we could get it from? We could get it from like the University of Phoenix, probably, or whatever that sure. one that did all the online shit a few years ago was. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, but my my criticism of Borat uh, this week, my actual legitimate criticism. Um, so you know, when, we've talked before about how he eventually makes his way to L.A. to meet Pamela, and he and Azamat hook back up after their nude fight, where Azamat leaves him. 
and you know they just they decide that they're going to go meet Pamela at the Virgin Megastore and that they're going to have Borat marry her in the traditional Kazakh way. Um, and then Borat basically says, "Let's prepare the wedding sack, right?" And I made the uh-huh. point that the joke that it's a sack that he's going to abduct her in is totally ruined by the fact that they draw attention five minutes before it happens to the fact that he's preparing a wedding sack. Like, yeah, if, it kind of telegraphs it in a way that sort of takes the oomph out of it. It does. Like, if he had just presented her with the thing, you'd be thinking, oh, he made her like a weird tapestry. That's kind of like a thing a super fan would do. Oh, now he's putting her in this sack. Oh, that's actually kind of clever. But instead, they like let you know that like hey, we got something real funny that's about to happen with this sack. Wait until you see. Because there's, <laughs> like, you know, even if you, even if you've never seen this movie before, I feel like the minute you see in the subtitles that he's like, prepare the wedding sack, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. you know, yeah, you totally. know where this is going. Like, Yeah, 100%. It ruins your big set piece. It does. It does. And, like, I think the shock of seeing it the first time, it does kind of make up for that, where it's like, holy shit, like, wow. But... yeah. I agree that they could have, not to rewrite Borat here, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'll prepare the, the, the fucking wedding gift or something like that. Or like, yeah. oh, I'll, pre- I'll prepare the, the wedding. Like, like, I don't know. I don't really know how you would uh, change that dialogue because it really is irrelevant to the point. But, yeah. uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think, um, it's very funny that <laughs> we're 39 episodes in and that's kind of our first, uh, <laughs> big, big actual, like, like, uh, structure criticism or story criticism with this past the first five or so episodes. Yeah, well, it was bound to happen sometime, you know, you're, you're bound to eventually notice something. Um, yeah, you know, I, really, I feel like that and just the various times we've seen the crew are, like, the only real, like, things we've ever pointed out uh, <laughs> sure, at least yeah. for the last like number of months um yeah i noticed this time when he makes a point of doing the oh this is my room here in the elevator bit since you mentioned that either last week yeah. or the week before uh so i did notice that but um i really feel like uh, 39 episodes is maybe the upper limit in terms of being able to scour this film for new things to notice but uh we could be surprised in the next 13 viewings. We could be surprised. You never know. I mean, at some point, your your eye is going to wander and you're going to see something and you're just going to love it. You know, um, like it took me until, what, like 30 watches to realize Wolverine was walking down the street with Storm. So, like, I mean, there's still, <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's still plenty of time. You know, we still have a couple months here, like three months. Um, oh, even saying that hurts, but you know, we, we yeah. have plenty of time to, to uncover some more secrets here for Borat. Ooh, the secrets of Borat. Well, well, the well, legends of, of, legends of the hidden Borat. Legends of the hidden Borat. Ugh, yeah. terrible. Hate it. Did we talk about anything else this viewing? I know, um... We did. We started off and we talked more about Saw at the beginning, I think. Um, yeah. We talked a lot. Oh, I remember what we talked about. We talked a lot about the works of the, um, what is it? The guys that made Epic Movie and like, yeah, Freebird and Seltzer. Yeah. Yeah. Freebird and Seltzer. Those two absolute fucking hacks. Cause, you know, (laughs) we're starting to think about what comes after Borat and 
those guys made some movies and you watched scary movie recently and yes you know, i did um that might be uh, a duo whose movies we kind of got to examine oh, i mean we God. kind of we 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 definitely do because borat does appear in disaster movie epic right? movie epic, epic movie. movie epic movie right yeah so i i think for that alone we do have to eventually make them uh one of our uh projects to do but i think we, i think we've got time uh before we gotta get to those yeah we um i think i think what we decided on the last time we talked about this is that after we do 52 watches of borat we'll do uh, uh we'll do bruno first is what you said because you wanted to be done with sbc as soon as possible and then, yeah um, yeah then i wanted to do epic movie immediately after that because borat is in the film and then after that, we may we may be doing uh, Paul W S Anderson Club, but I'm not I'm not super sure. Yeah, we we have uh, uh we I feel like we're talking about this every week now at this point, but we yeah, have plenty well, of it's, we it's plenty all we of have clubs. to look forward to on this podcast. It is it is. It is. <laughs> I'll make my, a note. I'll put a note on my new my new desk and hang it up and say no future plan talk on Borat Club. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, what did we talk about? We did talk about, like, we kind of threw back and forth this idea of, like, um, I forget how we got onto it, but this idea of, like, making a movie about us kidnapping oh, Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen and having him play himself in it, you know? Um, like, some... I, oh, I, I, I know what it was. It was because we were, like at a particularly low point in the movie for us both, we were both just like, he should be fucking paying us like damages for what we're doing uh, to ourselves here. And we somehow got a lot onto the idea of a Michael Sarah SBC movie <laughs> about, about a fan or somebody who watches Borat a lot, um, kidnapping him and holding him for ransom or something. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, and it'd be a movie, I guess. We're not going to do that in real life. We just want to make that clear. Uh, but um, <laughs> I've Mis misery remake with Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. as the uh, main character. Yeah, it would just be misery, wouldn't it? Oh god, it'd be a little it bit just like misery. Be. Well, yeah. the two, the two, uh, the two. I guess that's sort of a third option here because the two we came up with while watching the film. You said a, a a Bruce Willis action movie where SBC is kidnapped and Bruce Willis is sent in to, I guess, assassinate the kidnappers and retrieve SBC. Yeah. Whereas I was thinking more of a shitty Seth Rogen comedy in which somebody is a is a SBC super fan attempts to kidnap him and the film proceeds as sort of a comedy of errors. But now we have. The third option, which is Misery with Borat. <laughs> <laughs> misery with Borat could almost be the name of this podcast. Um, it is. What do you fucking talked about? It is the name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've, I really feel like at this point, the movie is just sort of happening around us. Um, Certainly. As, it's as, inevitable. Uh, yeah. Like... Because there, there is only so far uh, you can go watching this movie every week, but like, it, it, like, I'm almost not taking any of it in at this stage. You know, like it's just well, we just, just sitting here, just we chatting. just we just know it so well at this point, right? It's yeah. 
I know this movie better than any other movie I've ever seen. I know I know the cadence and the words of this film more than any book I have ever read. I know it more intimately than any album I have ever listened to. So at some point, the lines between us and the film get a little bit blurred, I think, where we are Borat and Borat is us. And there is sort of this kind of uh, holistic system that we've become a part of where yes. Borat is one in the same with us as human beings. Like, like it's just, I don't know, like, it really is something that I think I will, uh, I will just be able to offhandedly quote most of it from for the rest of my life, right? Like, yeah, I'll tell I, you. I don't think I'll ever be able to forget the dialogue of this film because for better or worse... Uh, Borat is now an intrinsic part of my uh, my human soul. I would say, yeah, it's it's part of who you are. Although I I I do really like like the idea that twenty years from now I could sit down and be forced to watch this and still remember every single beat of it. Oh, but there's God. also there's also part of me that wonders like, okay, I, let's say I'm fifty years old and I'm watching Borat, and what if I've forgotten it all? You know, like, what what if it just leaves my mind? Because as we talked about early on when we started this, it's not a movie that's designed for you to remember any of it. So (sighs) I I, I wonder, like, at what point it's going to start leaving us, if it's going to start leaving us, or if we have, you know, just now drilled it into our heads so much that it's impossible for us to lose it. We're about to have PBSD, post-Borat stress disorder from this podcast. (sighs) I I really don't think there is ever any scenario where I truly, like, forget all of this movie. I mean, I guess it just depends on where my life goes from here, you know? Yeah, but I guess. I could be, I could be, like, 45 years old living in, like, California or living in fucking, like, Michigan, doing whatever it is I'm doing, and then just out of the blue have, like, this bolt from the heavens where I immediately remember everything about poor Adam <laughs> Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Yeah. Yeah, I just... I I don't know. I worry that... I equally worry that we're developing a sort of codependence on Borat and also, like... <laughs> that, like, it's... It's going to leave me at some point, you know? Like, I... <laughs> My... As, as bad as that sounds, like, I worry that someday I'm going to forget, like, enough of it that I go, like, oh, it's been a while since I've watched Borat. And you watch it again, and you're like, oh, yeah. shit, I remember all of this. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think the best case scenario is that they, uh, like, we, we get tapped to write some sort of introduction in, like, an essay booklet about this film or something like that. Yeah. Uh, right? We, we could definitely... Like, you know how there's all those people that write books about, like, a specific video game or, like, a specific movie? I legitimately yeah. think you and I could write a, a Borat book at this point. Like, I really I think so. do think that we could. So maybe uh, could. maybe that's what we do once we're done watching it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It, I feel like it'd have to be, like, a series of essays um, in yeah. more than, like... Because there's those uh, there's those books that are like thirty three and a third that cover different albums, but yeah. um, all those tend to take very different approaches to how they how they sort of talk about their subject. Um, I don't know. I just think that if we wrote a book, it would just be a very like very deep, very in depth sort of critical uh, critical academic analysis of the movie, like diving into the production, 
like the lead up, like the Ali mm-hmm. G show, like, uh, you know, taking it literally beat by beat and just deconstructing this shitty movie. <laughs> but who yeah, knows? I, who knows? Yeah, I, I certainly feel like, um, were one or both of us to ever do a, um, PhD in, in film studies, uh, I feel like Borat would have to be our, thesis right like easy <laughs> like no problem like you could easily at this stage write your fucking piece on borat for that oh yeah yeah uh borat uh the through through a mirror darkly the the enduring post 9-11 trauma yeah. of borat and how it reflects our our, our contemporary society yeah um, y- yeah you got you got to work 9-11 into the um into the title <laughs> somehow or into the sort of thesis statement somehow yeah. because that's really where the meat of uh real criticism of borat probably comes how from. about how about uh the title is ground zero Borat, oh. Borat as the as the touchstone of post nine eleven American trauma. Like, I, I think you got it. I think I, you nailed I, it. I think I'm getting pretty close. Yeah, I think that one's pretty good. I think I think I think there needs to be there needs to be a little bit of a pun in there. Like if you can make a Borat pun out of the phrase Ground Zero, I think that mm. would be pretty good. But I don't know. We'll 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 workshop it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, you once you once we get done uh, tonight, you can send that off to the University of Texas. I know it's right down the street from you. <laughs> yeah, I could. And walk there. Uh, you know, get get back to us. Let us know uh, how that goes for you. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. Um, I yeah. you know I uh, was such a beloved academic figure at that institution. Really uh, kept <laughs> up with all my professors. Really made a lot of uh, mm-hmm. lasting social connections in academia there. I'm sure oh, yeah. they'll be they'll be thrilled to bankroll my work on Borat. Yeah, that's one of the things that like. I worry about all the time when I'm like thinking about doing a grad school application is like, I have no fucking, none of the fucking teachers I had in no. college are going to remember who I was. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's able to maintain those kind of social connections no. easily, easily. Um, it just doesn't come naturally to me. And I also have anxiety, but Hey, this isn't therapy. Uh, this is Borat club. No, this is Borat club. I, I don't know. I could get you as my reference to be like, yeah, he's really good at doing in-depth analysis of the cinematic form. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's done, he's done at least 52 hours of work on, on a single subject. Uh, so yeah. References <laughs> podcast co-host. Like <laughs> Well, they do say they do say to uh, to for stuff like that to upload all of your portfolio and such. So they do like like yeah. honest to god, honest to god. If I applied to grad school, I would probably include this as part of my portfolio. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you kind of have to, right? Like it's it's yeah. probably your it's it or not not your most uh, in depth. Or maybe it is your most in-depth. On it, a it single subject? Of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Like it, it, is, it is certainly like uh, a logging of your uh, journey through Borat. And <laughs> I think uh, I think it paints a very vivid picture of both of us as individuals and the things that I we are so. willing to do. Uh, I think so. <sighs> fucking Borat, huh? Fucking I, Borat. Uh, I, I thought this was a pretty decent watch this time around. I ordered uh, yeah. I ordered ramen, had a little bit to eat while we were watching it. That was really good. I think I'm uh, I, I think we really did kind of cross the hump on just being 
abjectly depressed over this film, which is always a positive. Like, um, yeah, eventually it just kind of became something that we just did. And I was really worried about it for a while. Like, um, I would say in like those first 15 episodes or so, there was a point where I thought I was just going to have to sit down with you and be like, look, this was really funny to start out with, but my mental health will not uh, allow me to continue yeah. doing this podcast. But hey, guess what? I, I got better, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> so, uh, so really yeah. great stuff. I, f- I feel like I, you got better, like, in the middle of a watch or a recording, you just, like, hacked up a lung, and suddenly you felt, like, a yeah, million times yeah, better. I, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened with that. I had yeah, some that sort was... of... Uh, some sort of illness that that i think cleared a lot of backed up this is this is way too gross but i think i had this illness that cleared up some kind of chronic condition i was unaware of and it it helped a lot but um also just like i don't know like not to lie like not to be like depressing about it or anything but at this point a good chunk of this podcast has taken place with me still in quarantine like in my apartment yeah And so it really is kind of become this sort of guiding light for me in terms of keeping a keeping a week to week schedule, which I always appreciate. It just so happens to be that week to week schedule is predicated around one real suck ass movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like pre quarantine, um, it it sort of felt like it was petering out for us and that we were probably not going to get to the year. Uh, and then quarantine happened for us both, and we were yeah. like, "Okay, it's, it's like the crutch now. It's like the last shred of normalcy um, <laughs> yeah. that we that we have to hold on to." Yeah, uh, I definitely did like feel as if, or like I guess when we started it, I worried that by the the point that we got here, like if we made it this far, that we would both just be like in a terrible mental state but um i i feel like we're doing okay i think if the movie was any worse than this right now we would be like um or longer i feel like as well any any longer yeah like this last week i watched both of the matrix sequels and who boy that's bad for different reasons i'll say reloaded i didn't like because it felt like so much of it was this just inane impenetrable philosophical dialogue for the whole movie like just these these walls of these people throwing back and forth these these pointless thought experiments and then i think a lot of people like that film because of the action sequences but even the action sequences weren't that good they um they had interesting ideas but none of it was as compelling as the first movie which i think is probably because there's no investment for me in the second film like i just really did not Mm -hmm. care about the plot at all and then the third movie, Revolutions, was a lot more stupid, which I really liked, but, like, half of that movie is just this big fuck-off battle scene with these robots, and it just made my eyes glaze over. So, not a huge fan of that. I did like the opening 20 minutes of Revolutions, which I watched this morning, um, where he's in, like, the weird limbo train station, and then they go to, like, the weird latex fetish club. Like, that is what <laughs> I, that is what I want out of those movies, right? Like, this, yeah, it these, is. Yeah. these stupid, like, stylistic flourishes where it's, like, kind of weird, and it's, like, kind of cool, and it's really stupid, and everyone's in, like, latex and, like, leather, and they have the sunglasses. Like, that's perfect. I, I really don't give a shit about Zion and the fucking Fallout Wastelanders, trying to trying to beat back these robots and then neo like turns into mystical light and blows up hugo weaving <laughs> like it just it just doesn't track <laughs> for me at all no it doesn't but yeah 
Yeah, that's uh kind of my kind of my four one one on the Matrix sequels, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I watched something else this past week, and I don't remember what it was, which probably says a lot for whatever it was. Yeah, um, we talked about Polar, right? We did. We we talked about that. We, last we talked week. about Polar last week. We did. Yeah. Yes, and that's a shitty movie. Uh, still, a, a week on, uh, I still think that's a shitty movie. I don't think um, there's anything that's going to change your opinion about that. No, I don't think so. Um, now, getting back to Borat here uh, for a little bit. Um, of course, of course. We we did have an almost, and I say I stress here, an almost paranormal experience of sorts. Oh, uh, yeah. During yeah. during the watch of this movie, um, where you received a text message uh, about Borat from a, a number you did not recognize. Yeah. So uh, I am. Um... I we were we were in the middle of recording it. I had a lot. I went ahead and preemptively logged it on Letterbox because I knew I was going to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at eight forty three p.m. Central Time, I got a text saying, "Hey Ryan, hope you're doing well. Random but genuine question: Why do you watch Borat so much?" And I had this mini heart attack because it was from a number my phone didn't recognize. I was like, what the fuck? Did someone on Twitter, like, dox me for my phone number? Did someone, like, who who could this possibly be? Mm. And then I realized it's it's someone I know. It's a friend of mine. I didn't have their number because I had to reset my contacts. I hadn't resaved them. But um, they had seen me logging that on Letterboxd and were basically like, hey, what the hell is this? <laughs> Why do you do this to yourself? Right. And, so, uh, so essentially... This is somebody who do, who doesn't know you do this, assumedly, this podcast. Yes. Um, and this also implies, or not implies, it basically says, which I didn't know, is that every time you're watching this, you're logging it on Letterboxd. Well, not... Um, okay, okay. <laughs> which, uh, that's something I think we maybe need to, like, have a little bit of a discussion about. More than, more than this other person, like... The idea that you've like logged this thirty something times now. I haven't. I haven't though. I, okay. I only do it. I only do it when I remember to do it. Um, I I logged it today because I I just went on to do Matrix Revolution, so I had it in my mind. And this was uh, this was Watch Thirty Nine, and the last time I logged it was in July, uh, literally a month ago. I logged viewing number thirty five. So okay. um, it's pretty. It's pretty like. Uh, it's pretty spotty, but you know, I just like to keep people updated. I like to uh, keep a record <laughs> of when I watch movies. You know, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't understand what's so uh, what's so offensive about this. To be honest, I mean, it's just the fact that you know you are out there on a semi-public social media platform uh, logging that you have watched Borat this many times. But I guess I mean the fact that you're recording this is probably. Yeah, this, enough, right? this like, podcast this is has way more listeners than I have followers on Letterboxd. Like, I have eight people following me on there. I just okay. I just use it as a diary to keep track of what I've seen. Okay, that's fair. I, n- I never log into my Letterboxd because I don't want people knowing the fucking garbage that I watch. But, um... <laughs> no, you gotta own it. You gotta own it. You yeah. gotta let them know. Maybe I should try and get back into it. I don't even remember what my fucking letterbox is at this point. Um, I could probably no, I'm not gonna do that. I probably fo- I probably follow you, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it looks like you may have followed my old account. I made a new one, and I don't think you're on. Possibly, there. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, so I'm gonna be honest here. Um, 
it is, I think, the hottest day of the year, and I have my, have to have my windows closed and my fans uh, off during this. So I am <laughs> fucking <laughs> slowly cooking from the inside out. So, I'm, Ryan, I'm willing to wrap this up whenever you want to, uh, unless you have something yeah. to say here, because no, I'm dying right now. No, I really don't. I, I mean, we've done this enough that I feel like unless we do, like, internet dives, we... we um, We've kind of yeah. exhausted sort of our discussion material for this episode. Uh, the only other thing I said was, uh, what if Borat had the uh, Raiden cyborg armor from Metal Gear Rising? Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. yeah, that that was about it. So I think we can go ahead and uh, uh, put the cork in this one. Yeah, I think I think we can. I'm going to fucking pass out if we don't. So uh, that was Borat Club 39. We're on the home stretch almost. You know, we can almost see the finish line here. Uh, but before we get to the finish line, Ryan, we've both got other things that we do. So would you like to tell people about your stuff? Yeah, totally. I do another podcast called Emoji Drum with uh, Sylvia from Friends at the Table. We record and we talk about a different emoji every week and we talk about all the different versions. Uh, literally five minutes before we started watching Borat, we wrapped on the lotion bottle emoji episode. That's right, and, you did. <laughs> As a bit, I covered myself in lavender body lotion during the recording, wow. and so I just smelled like lavender for this entire uh, Borat experience. Um, oh, if nice. you want to find my personal Twitter, that is at Cursegoat, where I post mostly these days just mostly about what movies I'm watching and any other kind of things that come up that catch my attention. And that's pretty much it. Uh, how about you, Niall? Uh, yeah, I do video game stuff, videogamechoochoo.com, choo-choo like a train. Um, we do podcasts, videos, articles, reviews, all that stuff. My review of the new Fast and Furious game still hasn't gone up, but it might be up by the time this uh, goes live. We'll see. Uh, I will just say that's a shitty video game and you shouldn't play it. Um, don't have a personal Twitter account, uh, but Borat Club does. Uh, we're on Twitter at Borat Club. Our DMs are open. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also email us at boratclubcast at gmail.com with any extended thoughts or whatever you might want to send to us. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, we are still waiting to hear from you. We are still waiting for you to try and trick us to get on the show. Uh, we're, we're yet to hear from you, but you know, our, we're more than happy to anytime, anytime. Um, you know, if you enjoy the show, uh, please leave us a like or a good rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. I think we'll soon be available on Amazon Music because we got an wow. email about about that. Uh, Amazon are apparently rolling podcasts out on Amazon Music and on Audible. So I think we should be on that soon. Uh, I um, think – have we ever talked shit about Amazon on this show? Because I think that's one of the uh... – that's one of the caveats is, is that if you've ever, is it? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not being facetious. I'm pretty sure that like, if you, if you talk shit about Amazon on your show, uh, you can't, you can't be on there, but I don't know if that's something we've done on here. Or uh, not. I don't know if we have. I definitely uh, have on shit. the emoji podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just really like the idea that somebody at like, an office in in Amazon is going to have to listen to all of this just to find out like did we ever mention them uh -huh. um so I don't know if we've ever talked shit about Amazon I mean I'll talk shit about Jeff Bezos or Amazon like but you know uh maybe we should wait until we're on there or not uh before we do that I don't know um yeah but we're on everything as far as I'm aware otherwise um 
if we're not on whatever you normally use and you want us to be, please let me know and I'll sort that out. Um, but yeah, uh, that was episode 39 of Borat Club. We're so close, I can almost taste it. Uh, we'll see you next week for episode 40 when hopefully we will have a guest on who we have been trying to get on since we started. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and finally relented, but we just haven't been able to to sort it out yet. Um but until then, until next week, Ryan, thank you as always, and we'll see you soon. Take see care. You soon.